0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Good afternoon. This is Front Row on the Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs, set to the poetry of Xu Lich. I Swallowed a Moon Made of Iron harnesses the human voice, piano, theatre and video imagery to create a tragic but powerful cry of protest in solidarity with workers everywhere. So described as a powerful, haunting and gut-wrenching work, Zhu's words give, gave voice to millions of workers around the globe whose existence is often forgotten. So the performance I Swallowed a Moon Made of Iron is created and performed by Neo Konki. He is a pianist, he is a composer, he is the former music director of the renowned dance. Company La 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 Human Steps from Canada, and he joins me now to share more. Welcome, Konki. How are you today?
0: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you so much for joining me, Kongi. Uh, Really lovely to have you in the studio. So, uh, you know, when I was reading about you or looking up your uh, biography, so it always starts off with a ping pong and picnic enthusiast before, uh, you know, composer and pianist (laughs) and also a music theatre creator comes into the picture. Tell me a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, no, I always put that uh, front and centre because like um, often we take, uh, as artists, we take I work so seriously <laughs> and it's kind of like the, the be all and end all but there's so much more in life than that and so I always like to start with okay this is what I like. Mm-hmm. And then this is what I do. <laughs> yes. I don't know. For some reason, I have I've loved ping pong since I was a child. I guess that's because like there's ping pong tables at the school. Okay. But anyway, I also don't play any other sports. So this is like, you know, <laughs> people say, well, you don't play sport. No, I do. I play ping pong. So, so that's kind of my, <laughs> my, my way to sort of debate their assumption. Yeah, no. And in, in fact, um, and I, I actually do have a ping pong table at, at, at my tiny apartment, <laughs> which is the centerpiece of the whole place. <laughs> that shows yeah, the yeah, commitment yeah. right yeah yeah right exactly there. my commitment to ping pong yeah i'm not a very good player but i enjoy playing it mm-hmm. yes and picnic is the same yeah no i've been uh, i've been writing music um uh, for a while now uh but i started um my uh, professional work uh, as a pianist mm-hmm. mostly mm-hmm. And, and prior to that i was also a A computer programmer for a little while, Uh, but quite uh, the life, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Exactly. But uh, you know, I started sort of like uh, accompanying people on 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 the piano, like classical singers and instrumentalists, and then I played for music theaters and and operas and so on and so forth. But just over time, especially since I started working for the for the company La 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 Human Steps, I was able to sort of like. uh, regained sort of like my uh, appreciations or my, the joy of um, playing on stage for the public. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I found myself back into doing my uh, own stage works, which I have been uh, doing for the last maybe 12, 15 years. Okay. I, I kind of lost count. So this is this work is the latest one. It's called I Swallowed the Moon Made of Iron. And as you mentioned earlier, uh, it's set to the poetry of a Chinese worker, uh, Xu Rizzi who uh, worked for the Foxconn Company in Shenzhen, China mm-hmm. between the year 2010 and 2014. Uh, I Perhaps the listeners might remember back in 2010, there was a series of uh, a string of uh, worker suicides at the factory. That's right. And which caused, uh, of course, became headline news and so on and so forth. So <laughs> she did uh, enter into the factory to work and just, you know, knowing full well of the toll that it can, it can take on the on on the workers yeah. yeah and he he worked there he continued to work there for the for the next uh three and a bit years and and because he was also a uh, he had a skill with words right mm-hmm. so he uh, actually wrote to close to 200 pieces of poems mm-hmm. uh, during that uh, short times time span chronicling his life more or less you know and there are there are poems uh, that talked about you know his the working conditions and all his experience that or uh, his the anxiety the despair that he felt but you know, there are also some heartwarming poetry about family and homesickness and there are also some poetry of satire as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a variety of stuff there.
1: He was from rural uh, Guangdong province, right? Yes, he was right? from the rural. And
0: yeah. So I think uh, early on he had wanted to continue uh, to study at universities, but unfortunately he didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, so like um, many young people, he uh, ended up working, looking for work in the bigger cities, and 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 ended up in in central China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's kind of the, the route the 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 road he took, but it didn't stop him. From writing, Yeah. right? Yeah. So, so I guess if you wanted to do something, then you just do it. But I know There's also a trend in the literary movement in China, and perhaps elsewhere too. I think there's a history of worker poets, uh, but uh, it seems that in the in the recent years, especially in 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 China, there 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 is a burgeoning scene. Uh, a lot of young people finding themselves needing to express, uh, uh, um, their, their, their experiences, their lives and their thoughts. And then a lot of them took to writing. So they could be working in the factory, they could be delivery drivers, they could be any number of those sort of like, uh, workers who, uh, either from locally, but most of them are from from outside and, and who just took to publishing their work. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. And whether it's sharing online or where they go to poetry reading, and, and sometimes a few of them might manage to get published or self-published. Um, yeah, um, so, so it's certainly a trend. That uh, people have observed.
1: Okay, and you know, for for Shuichi, and, and I'm massacring the name. You said no. it more beautifully <laughs> than me. But um, uh, you know, for him, do we know much about his life outside of um, mm. you know, uh, what what you just told mm-hmm. us? Like, you know, did he have family? Uh, you know, was he married? Did he have like uh, well, those sorts of things?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there there there's not uh, a lot to know about his okay. life beyond this work. But he does obviously have parents, and mm-hmm. they do uh, uh they presumably around. lived in there, and he has. He he had one brother, I think, and there has been uh, some friends of his who had made some documentary about him, and then his complete collections of poetry was also published uh, posthumously right. uh, by by his friends as well, okay. and at least in a kind of like a book form, right? I Whereas see. before, a lot of them were already online that he that he self published and so on and so forth. But uh, so so beyond that, from the introduction to the collection of poetry, it was mentioned that that he had uh, a girlfriend at some point. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, but otherwise, he, he had no... Uh, he wasn't married or didn't have children or anything like that. So he's just kind of like, it's relatively... Uh, not detailed. That's
1: okay. we <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure, sure. I mean, I was just curious about you yeah, know yeah. what we knew about him, but you know, writing about so he wrote about you know the life of migrant factory workers, right? Mm-hmm. In essence, and I, I, you know, I'm sure he it wasn't painting it in a very uh, good picture in that sense, mm-hmm. right? Was was did that make him uh, in any way like an enemy of the state, quote unquote, or you know, did he face any um, uh, backlash from authorities, perhaps?
0: No, not really. I mean, his his poetry uh, is still widely circulated. Okay. It wasn't banned or anything like that, and okay. I think for him too uh he wrote it for himself i imagine right it, it this is his experience he is telling his stories right. it just so happens that his stories is very similar to a lot of other people's stories mm. yeah so so the readers take that on yes,
1: themselves. themselves but for him
0: it's just a way oh this is how i'm feeling this is I, I'm going to put it on, 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 to paper. Yeah. yeah right. So that's sort of, I think it's as, as simple as that. Okay. Um, and,
1: so very pure, uh, just coming straight from his heart, right? Yeah, Not just, meant as like, yeah, exactly, protest or Yeah, exactly,
0: anything. exactly. And, and then, of course, that, that, that's kind of like, in a way, that's why it's so powerful because there's no pre, pretense, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's it, you know, like as you were saying early on, it's straight from his heart and it, it's his own experience. So it's authentic. Mm-hmm. He wasn't speaking for somebody else. It's kind of that's that's what he's. Yeah. So in a way, when we do this show, uh, we 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 mostly um, uh, keep to that same spirit. This is it, this is She words we are kind of just a channel mm-hmm. for that to be uh, communicated to the audience in a different form. Okay. Right? Yeah.
1: And I'm curious how, you know, you got attracted to his work. Because, I mean, I was reading about, you know, you were born in Indonesia. You moved to Macau, then, you know, Canada, Portugal, Toronto, you know, mm-hmm. so you moved around quite a bit. Yeah. You know, was there aspects of, you know, that moving around or being a migrant worker, quote unquote, or uh, I guess, you know, just being sometimes yeah. an outsider, feeling yeah. like an outsider.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah I've thought about it a little bit I had no conclusion I was just just more an <laughs> observations of my own life sure. you know where do I feel most fit in mm-hmm. right so maybe in in some ways uh Canada is is a great place for that because it's it it, it there is no um there are just so many different kinds of t- people from all, all, all regional uh, uh, territories and everywhere. So, so there it's it's it in a sense like you are one of mm. the many,
1: mm. right? Mm-hmm. So uh,
0: obviously, I mean, there's still a predominant um, uh, a culture yeah, in, in in being kind of like um, uh, European, but uh, but but then over time, especially in recent years, the development in Canada is also really pushing for multiculturalism, and also there's a reckoning with the. indigenous culture as well of course, yeah. so all of that is pushing for the, the 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 it is pushing for a really great cultural shift mm-hmm. we don't know where it's going to end up yet but yeah so so in some ways I think uh I kind of feel as an as an outsider so to speak because everybody is in that kind of uh, same way sure. yeah but um yeah so when I'm looking at the poetry yeah, I remember it was back in 2014, just after, shortly after he he took his own life, um, and of course he was already well known in China as a, as a poet. But then, of course, you know, I mean, you know, tra- tragedy has a way of traveling, you know, yeah. much more than happy events, right? Unfortunately, so unfortunately, yeah. that's how we, we human nature. Uh, but anyway, so of course, and um, the, the news spread through our social media, and you know, I was at home just you know idly looking through my. Th- Thread and then I I saw a post uh, with one of his poem I I, I believe it was the the it's not the title poetry that I used but it's the uh, I call um, a single screw fell to the ground so that's another piece of his poetry we also used uh, in in the show
1: mm-hmm.
0: but uh, I was quite struck with how he compared the uh, uh, human lives. As a as a screw as just one of uh, you know tools that we use to make something like it's not yeah so it's it's a very powerful uh, moment and and then there's so much it's it just really kind of more on a human level as I was just it was it was hitting me oh oh this is really hard yeah. right so and the, but also at the same time I was also quite uh, I admired his thinking. Mm-hmm. And how he, his, his metaphor, uh, very simple language, but very meaningful and very imaginative. And so I, I I immediately went searching for other work of his. And I found, you know, at least a, a, a dozen or so that are already translated in English. But of course, I also read Chinese, so I was able to find a few more. And and, and so, so I kind of read a lot of them. And even at that time already, I was thinking, oh, I, I really would like uh, on, on, uh, as a composer, you know, i um, you know, if people write words, the composers want to set it to songs, right? <laughs> so that's just a, a very basic instinct. So for me, it's just like, Oh yeah, these words move me so much. I want to set them to songs. So I, I remember writing to my uh, co-producer, in Macau, and I said that I, I let, let's find a way to make this happen. Yeah, okay. so so it took a few years, but 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 nonetheless, yeah, that's kind of what brought us to this point. Is from that initial contact and that very direct, guttural, visceral connection mm. as as fellow human beings, lamenting his 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 experience, his life in general. Uh, even though mine is so far removed from his sure. but also uh, from from an artistic level from so an artist to another artist mm. a, a direct response so it's uh, the whole project basically it is kind of really a, a, you know a selfish starting point it's just like you know as a, as an artist responding to an artist's work i was inspired by it and then of course the rest of it again it's a sort of similar to his starting point it's that readers or audience may take something else from it mm-hmm. on their own and how they how how the work connects to themselves on a personal level but also on a larger picture but that's also just extra okay. Yeah.
1: All right, And, you know, like you mentioned earlier, over 200 poems, right? Mm. Um, is there any you could share with us, you know, that really, uh, you know, really struck you or really maybe one of your favourites? If, if you had mm-hmm. to pick one or two, what would they be? Just so listeners can go and have a look as well.
0: Yeah. Um, so, well, as I mentioned earlier, A, a Single f- a Screw Fell to the Ground is yeah. a very powerful one. Yeah. And obviously, the uh, his most well-known one is I swallowed the Moon Made of Iron. So that one is uh, widely translated. So people, audience can uh, can find it quite easily easily online and then uh, let me see if I can maybe I try to recite I Swallow Moon no uh, I, A Single Screw Fell to the Ground but I, I always recite it in Chinese so oh. <laughs> I have to think about what the translation is right sorry
1: now. <laughs> I put you in a spot never no, no, mind no, no, okay. no.
0: but let me think uh, well I mean it's not going to be uh, uh, it, it will be more literal than, than, than poetic let me let me put it this way <laughs> sure. uh, A Single Screw Fell to the Ground on this night of overtime, dropping vertically, not making a sound. It won't cause anybody's attention. Just like tonight, someone fell to the ground. So I think I might have missed... Uh, I'm going to read it in... Just, just so, so the audience can hear the sound in Chinese. <laughs> go for it. No, <laughs> go for it. Um, <inaudible> 在这个加班的夜晚, 随着降落, 就像在此之前, 某个相同的夜晚, yeah so actually the second part is just just um uh, just like before on a similar night someone fell to the ground so that's the that's the complete um, poem okay. yeah so it's like it's so straightforward, It's
1: very, so powerful. But so
0: powerful, right? Yeah. And and it's uh, it, it it describes everything that you need to know.
1: Yeah, in yeah. that in, in that, that short, in that very
0: short thing, every course. single word you can understand. There's no, you know, difficult or poetic po- languages or anything. It's just like that. It's just like it just comes at you, and then yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay. I really need to go and look. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And there's another piece that I really, really like that I, it's one of my favorites in, in, in the show that it is called Mother. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 about his his praise for, for, well, maybe his mother, but also mothers in general. That's another beautiful one. But I don't think uh, that one is translated that much online. But if people come to see it, they will see the show they we will, will see the show okay. yeah 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 come see the show
1: okay all right let's talk about uh, the show now so uh, you have set um, solo music as of score for solo voice and piano right and mm-hmm. that's sort of uh integrated into video imagery mm-hmm. uh, as I mentioned and can you talk to us a little yeah. bit about it what does it look like
0: yeah sure as I said uh at first I was just wanting to write a basically a song cycle mm-hmm. like much like you know I mean Schubert uh, set his you know songs to Goethe's words or, or any number of the you know people like that, but so for me it's just like when i when I first read the poetry, I said that's what I want to do. I want to write a song cycle, okay. yeah. And so uh, originally I was thinking, okay, it will be a like like a normal recital, like I would have a piano and then there'll be somebody singing it, right? So that's on the very basic form. That that form still retains in the shows, but it has since changed because I come from a theatre, well, in in a way that my professional life has been related. Uh, uh, in the theater world, mm-hmm. whether it's with dance or whether it's with uh, opera people, or whether it's in theater people. So so I already have a, a network of theater practitioners. So my work has mostly existed or been presented inside a theater wall. So when I do a show like this, I immediately think of pulling all my other friends, oh, right? So, and of course it changes, you know, from being a recital to something more theatrically packaged. And then throughout that process, we also discover that, oh, or I should say that I, I rather discovered that I don't quite know what to do with two people on stage <laughs> because we are talking about uh, a, a poet who leads a roulette, a very solitary life. I it see. seems everything is so interior, uh, introverted and everything. Internalized. So, yeah. So so if we look at uh, a singer and then a pianist, then of course people would, you know, read into the, the singer being the poet and then what happens to the piano? And then of course it would sort of be a more traditional accompanist kind of role. And I didn't really want to have that extra. So so I kind of started thinking maybe one person should do it. And then who? Like I, I wasn't trained as a singer. Uh, I, I sang in choir and so on and so forth. But to take on a a a solo performance for an hour, it still takes a bit of that's exploring, a different beast, right? right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, 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 luckily, I mean, I already have singers friends. So, so, I, I ended up sort of being coached by, 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 my neighbor, who is a, who is a specialist in contemporary uh, repertoire, classical contemporary repertoire. And she was very good in, uh, yeah. And from the get go, we are already saying like, no, I, I don't want to be trained to sound like a classical contemporary singer. But I, I'm interested in finding what my voice can do in this context, okay. yeah, for this poetry. So that's kind of what we focus on and how do how can my voice interpret these poems, that these songs that I write in an organic and authentic way. So that was actually an interesting process. It really led me to, to think about how to write the songs differently than if I were to write it for somebody else who, who I know that, you know, can sing it a certain way, so so, but so then for each one, uh, really we really try to find a different sound, different voice. Some some of the songs I sing is more in like a whisper. Some are the more kind of Chinese operatic almost. Some of them are what I would consider. <laughs> pop songs but you know people (laughs) listen to them and say that's not a pop song but in my mind that's already very pop (laughs) so (laughs) so so that's kind of how yeah so there's a variety of style in there each one of them reflects the poetry in a particular way and i also make the point of reciting a couple of poems as is just because i kind of like well language has rhythm, has has melody in it. Mm. So I, I kind of want, for people especially who are not familiar with the Chinese language, I really like to, because we premiere in Canada, mm. so most mm. of the audience would not know it anyway. So I wanted them to hear the music in the language as spoken you're. words right yeah. so there's also that and we also some of them I also interpreted as as, as with movement mm-hmm. so I don't speak it nor do I sing it it's I interpret it with movement so the the, the text is uh, projected onto the screen so that's kind of my nod to my former associates, associations with the dance company it. it's like you know yeah. so I, I find a a dancer friend who coached me on the language but otherwise you know I, I created sort of like the movement to respond to the to the poetry, so there's a variety of way that we interpret it, and and also when I approach my uh, collaborators, whether it's the lighting and set designer or the f- a photographer, a filmmaker, we basically said, well, so these are the poetry that I've chosen, please respond to them however you want, okay, however it 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 moves you emotionally. Uh, I for this show, we are not really interested in sort of like very kind of concrete or um, uh, uh, pragmatic imagery of factories or anything like that. But, but I'm more interested in the emotional response. So each of them sort of like came up with their own solutions and we all kind of put it together in a way. So when you come to the studio show, you, you'll see uh, in a way very abstract, but also very emotionally available uh visuals and, and, and music and sound, but it what you what you won't get is actually you know factory buildings or okay, okay. and things like that that are that you can see already. A bit too
1: literal in that yeah, sense, yeah, right? too yeah.
0: literal yeah and then so so uh, you know and then even the sort of stories like uh, it's already available out there. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. so even though in a way the poetry chronicles his life, but again, for me, it's it's really kind of more uh, an 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 emotional journey than a factual journey. It's not a big reveal, right. in that sense, right. I get yeah, you. because yeah. that's kind of not not this work what it is like and for people who are interested either before or after the show then they can go look up the stories. It's already widely reported. People can find the, you know, actual informations. But for for me and also I kind of feel uh it extends to beyond this particular factory. It's it's a you know yeah. it's a systemic
1: it is it's, problem. it's global it's
0: a, it's a global it's a systemic it's an, a, it's cross industries you know in north america especially throughout the pandemic there's so much talk about the treatment of warehouse workers delivery drivers groceries people yeah. and and all those kind of things and i often also think about the work culture of the you know the stereotypical Japanese salaryman mm. or salary workers, yes, <laughs> you know. Yes. I mean, it's a vastly different work, but the same pressure and the same kind of uh, dead end, I suppose. Yeah. that, that people cogs, find right? themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, so it's 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 so in a way, it's uh, that's kind of why it, it, it resonated with me because it's not a feeling that I. I, I that's so foreign to me, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the actual work situation yes of absolutely i've been really fortunate but but it's kind of that that kind of um despair or that kind of like um yeah anxiousness you know.
1: I get it. If, you know, people, people get it. Anyone admit. can.
0: Everyone, anyone, can. Yeah, anyone can. Anyone can. Right? Anyone who's
1: working, will, or actually no, I mean, yeah, everybody who is alive, who's alive, will have, will go through these emotions <laughs> yes, of that exactly, anxiety, exactly. feeling like, okay, am I just part of this yeah. machinery, right, yeah, of the world? Absolutely, and, absolutely.
0: Yeah. That's why kind of why it's like it's it's just like it's a, it's it's a human response, like mm-hmm. you know, and 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 yeah.
1: Do you find comfort in his works as well?
0: Do I find comfort in his work? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned early on about the poem about mother.
1: That's right. Yeah,
0: I I find it comforting that um, that there's that connections, even he live far away from.
1: Okay.
0: You yeah, know, yeah. and then also that that at the, at at wh- whoever you are, there's that kind of like uh, familial ties, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bonds. That's 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 really great mm-hmm. to feel. And especially now when I when I sing that song, because my mother had also just recently passed. Sorry. And I know it happens, yeah. Uh, and and so when I sing that piece, it it, it brings on an extra resonance. And it's really that piece is so warm, especially in the context of all everything that you're gonna hear in the show, it really kind of stands out. Okay. It says something uh quite 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 special. Yeah. Um no, I'm also yeah no I find comfort in the fact that he had the skill to write this down
1: okay all right, and it's something again, like you said we can relate to it resonates yeah it it's with
0: documented yeah. because otherwise you know and in and some ways in, a, in maybe it's an ironic but i mean he's he's an artist, so his art lives on mm. right we just hear um Sakamoto passing yes, right that's right and just- you know his his quote is like you know uh uh, art lives on, but life is short. Uh, well, I'm paraphrasing, right? So again, and Shudiji lived only 24 years, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but you know, I'm hoping that uh, that his, his his work would live on, yeah. and and that we could play a small part in in that in that process, um, and and just the fact because otherwise, without these words, unfortunately, he would become a sp- a statistics like. All the other ones
1: a nail a screw right yes <laughs> the,
0: exactly you know falling on so, the ground so and... so i mean so i guess it, and we can take comfort in the in the power of art mm. that can help transcend that or that can help extend that you know so 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 we don't i i don't often think of art as life-changing but it does have some power
1: Definitely,
0: you know, definitely. and 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 beyond the uh, the, the transient moment that uh, we we see the show or read the poetry, it c- does continue. Mm-hmm. So I guess I can take some comfort in in, in that, even though often often as, as artists, like, how does our work matter? You know, a, yeah. and, and it doesn't does it serve anything? Mm-hmm. Does it do anything? Or oh, is it you
1: know selfish? Are we doing yeah, it for selfish exactly, purposes? exactly, yeah.
0: and and all of those things. But in this case, I do take certain comfort in that you know it can go on yeah. a little bit longer.
1: And you mentioned it premiered in Canada. This did this, this, this exact same piece. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: It, it premiered already in 2019.
1: Yeah. Ah, oh, it was pre-pandemic, right? Everything of course, happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And so, so, so then uh, in the first year, we did take it around a little bit. We went to uh, the Edinburgh Fringe, and then uh, we uh, we also performed it. We performed it two or three times during the pandemic in different form, in live stream as a concert, and also live stream as a kind of like a special addition we were able to do things on film that we cannot do live right. so which is also interesting to, yeah. to take advantage of the film technology and aesthetics and everything so we were quite pleased with that version as well and then finally last year we we performed it live again in Vancouver and in BC in, in Canada and so this is our first post-pandemic international touring. I mean, I don't know if we are post-pandemic, but anyway, we know what...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know what you mean. Yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly. So
0: so this is kind of like our first... uh, And so, in fact, you know, the Southeast Asia tour, Asian tour has been planned since 2020. We're just waiting for everything to you know, for borders again. to open up again. Sure, sure. So now is the
1: time. Okay, Yeah, I can't wait to come and see it. Oh, uh, I'm and so it, glad. It sounds amazing. Um, it is though, uh, it's going to be performed in Mandarin uh, with English and Chinese uh, titles, am I correct?
0: Absolutely, yes. Okay, all right. And yeah. um, is
1: there a sort of a, an age limit for people to come? Uh, it says you recommended for 13 and above?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, is that a hard and fast
1: rule or just sort y- of a recommendation?
0: Yeah, it's just sort of like a, a, a recommendation. I mean, people who have... Uh, you know, at least some faculty of, of thinking, and then also I, I, I should say that I mean it is a very emotionally it can be emotionally heavy, mm,
1: sounds, yeah. Sounds so like so it's
0: something it. something to take, but also there is, there's there's great beauty in his words as well, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not only that. I I again as I was saying that I mean I I do take comfort in the fact that he wrote it.
1: Yes yeah right i understand and
0: yeah. there's there there's that and then uh and 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 there um yeah so i i think it it, it can uh so people so people at least have some sort of like um critical thinking Mm -hmm. yeah and of course if they are 13 and 14 they should be accompanied by their parents absolutely and then and and so on and so forth yeah and and the the english and the uh, chinese are uh, 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 the chinese poems and the translations in english are projected onto a video design Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. they they serve more than as a surtitled kind of thing so it's integrated in it helps well, I guess we designed it for the audience to to receive the poetry in a certain way. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So right. You have yeah. to come
1: and see pretty yeah. much, right? That's,
0: Absolutely. <laughs> that's Absolutely. what I'm getting from you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much. Uh, thank
0: you so much. you yeah. for joining yes. me today. Yes.
1: I've been speaking to neokonki Konki. He is the composer, pianist uh, for I Swallowed a Moon Made of Iron. So if you'd like to catch that, it's coming up from the 28th to the 30th of April. It's happening over at Deepak, which is in Empire Damansara, Damansara Padana. Uh, ticket prices range. From 80 ringgit to 88 ringgit, and uh, the performance is approximately 60 minutes with no intermission thereabouts. Uh, if you'd like to get your tickets, just uh, head to dpac.com.my or call their ticket office that's 034065001 uh, and get your tickets right now. I think it's going to be setting up very quickly. But some good news for our listeners today Konki and the lovely folks from dpac are kindly offering five pairs of tickets for some lucky listeners for any of the upcoming performances. You just need to answer this question question correctly. What is the name of the performance that we've been talking about today? So is it A... I swallowed a moon made of iron or B I swallowed a moon made of steel so you just need to send the correct answer your full name and email address via WhatsApp to 018-789-8899 and if you hear back from me you are one of those lucky winners my thanks again to my guest I was speaking to Neo Kong composer, pianist and former music director of the dance company La 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 Human Steps if you miss any part of our conversation today you can always search for the podcast podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on the bigger picture, BFM eighty nine point nine. You have been listening to a
0: podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.